to Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight either an essential oil or herb that will optimize your health. Sit back and flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today and you're relaxed. Today, we're going to cover bergamot oil. Before we begin discussing this fruity yet somewhat spicy oil, the website is Naturopathic Earth. It has a lot of interesting things that you should check out. We do have a downloadable PDF for lavender oil that Katie, the co-founder and original host of Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary, created. And we have about uh, 10 essential oil recipes in addition to numerous articles on toxins that you can find in the food and in our house and how to remove them. The mission statement at Naturopathic Earth is let food be thy medicine and let nature be thy healer. So we do espouse a kind of a natural remedies, big pharma, big drug as the last resort, uh, purging the toxins that big food and big business and big medicine put in our food and surround us with, for example, EMF radiation and plastics and parabens and so forth. So that's why we're a firm proponent of aromatherapy. Kate is a licensed aromatherapist, and so we embrace it. So go check out those articles. Please also support our Patreon account. You can click on the links on the episode notes and donate whatever you can. We would appreciate it. It helps defray the cost of maintaining the website and this podcast, as well as Holistic Health News, our flagship podcast. And please buy my ebook, Confessions of an Obese Child, for only $2.99 on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook. All right, so let's talk about bergamot oil. Bergamot's interesting. It's like a, a portmanteau, if you remember English class. It's a combination of two words, kind of like... Uh, Brangelina was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. If you look at the drug Synthroid, that's synthetic thyroid. So bergamot's actually a combination of an orange and a lemon. Isn't that interesting? It's a combination of an orange and a lemon. They bred those two fruits together, and we got bergamot. Bergamot has a fascinating, interesting history. Now, it originally comes from... Indochina and Southeast Asia and that area. But eventually it was brought from the east to the west, perhaps through Marco Polo or the traders. You know, in ancient Roman times, the ancient Romans were trading with the Chinese, but eventually it was cultivated in southern Italy. And Bergamot, the oil, was after is named after the city of Bergamo, which is in Lombardy, Italy. Lombardy is the region where Milan is. So this is in northern Italy because that's where it was originally sold. And it was used in ancient Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic, which is Indian medicine as well. And it's been used for a long, long time to treat issues. Like in Chinese medicine, it was used to help the flow of vital energy through the digestive system. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we're going to talk about today a little. And it does have a myriad of usages, even though it's perhaps known for one or two 
important things. And that's one of the takeaways I like to do in Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary is kind of give you the takeaway as to what makes this oil different than the other oils. And so we'll be talking about that. So bergamot was produced originally in Indochina and Southeast Asia, and then was later cultivated in Italy. But then eventually it began to be cultivated in Argentina and Turkey, Brazil, and a lot of far-off places like that that I would love to visit or visit again. Uh, bergamot is commonly used in perfumes and in colognes because it has a kind of sweet yet spicy citrus-like fragrance. And for that reason, it's commonly put in perfumes. And in fact, in the peak of the French hegemony, so this would be the Sun King Louis the Fourteenth, so 17th century, 18th century, that's when they figured out that when bergamot is applied to the skin and then if you are exposed to the sun, it can cause a lot of burning and causing a lot of issues. And that's how we found out that bergamot is very powerful and should not be applied to the skin directly. But it was commonly used for perfumes back when perfumes were not just chemicals made in a New Jersey factory, which are most of the perfumes that you spray on today. And Oh, need not fret, men, because your colognes are not much different. That's why go back to that episode I did on cedarwood or sandalwood and make your own cologne and get that musky smell. But the irony of perfumes and of colognes is that it actually masks our natural pheromone smells that attract the opposite sex. So really, we shouldn't be spraying these things on us because we all have our own unique pheromonal odor and it's being blocked by that. Now, the essential oil for bergamot is made by the peels. They get the peel of the fruit and they steam distill it or extract it through liquid CO2, which is called cold extraction. And that's how we get the oil. The oil is also commonly put in black tea. And I posted a, a meme that I made with Kermit the Frog drinking green tea. And he was saying, so what you're saying is that white tea is better than black tea and green tea? Come on, racist. I'm going to stick to my green tea. And it was a bad joke because he's green, of course. Um, but white tea is actually the best tea. It has the most antioxidants. But when we mix bergamot, or some corruption of bergamot into black tea. It's called Earl Grey tea, which is commonly drunk by people in England and in the Commonwealth. Earl Grey tea. All right, so let's start covering the, the main usages. And so I'm just going to start out with the most famous usage of bergamot that makes it unique, and that it helps relieve mental health disorders like depression and anxiety. So, there was a study conducted in 2011, and what they did was they applied essential oils to participants in treating their symptoms for depression and anxiety. And for this study, the oils consisted of bergamot and lavender. Now, we know lavender, if you go back to that episode that actually Katie did, which I believe was her first episode, The Tranquility of Lavender, a few years back. 
And we know that lavender, of course, is great for calming, right? It's an anti-anxiolytic, so it helps with anxiety. And so they, they gave him oils that consisted of bergamot and lavender, and they noticed that uh, they checked their vital signs and their pulse rates and their breathing rates, and all of them had their rates drop. And then what they did was that they asked them to rate how relaxed and calm and attentive and what their mood was prior to having the bergamot oil applied. And I should mention that they applied it to their abdomen in that area. And so they noticed that the placebo group did not rate as well as the group that was giving the lavender and the bergamot as being more relaxed and more tranquil. And then they did a 2017 study that showed that when bergamot oil, just bergamot, not lavender, was inhaled for 15 minutes by women in a waiting room at a mental health treatment center, they noticed that the bergamot exposure improved positive feelings in the group. Now, if you want to use bergamot for depression and mood changes and just overall improvement of of your mood and calmness, there's a couple of ways you can apply it. You can breathe in their bergamot, like on a piece of tissue. Um, you can put a couple of drops of bergamot on your stomach. Just make sure you're not being exposed to sunlight at the time. And uh, just rub it in there. Or you can diffuse five drops or so at, at home or at your work or wherever you're at. Connected to that, bergamot is a great relaxing oil and it's a natural remedy for anxiety there was a study published in the complementary medicine research journal and the volunteers were exposed to three experimental setups rest alone rest in water vapor and rest in bergamot oil vapor for 15 minutes Saliva samples were collected immediately after each setup, and the volunteers completed profiles on their current mood, anxiety levels, and fatigue. The research found that the salivary cortisol levels were significantly lower in the bergamot group than in the rest alone group, and the bergamot group had improved negative emotions and fatigue scores. So it was concluded that inhaling bergamot essential oil exerts physiological and psychological effects in a relatively short amount of time. So who needs? Who says you need to pop in some Xanax with all its horrific side effects, which is one of the more fast-acting benzodiazepines, if you can just inhale some bergamot. So just remember that. Anytime you're kind of down, just put some bergamot, and uh, you can go from there. Now, if you're having a little anxiety, again, a couple of drops. You can put them around your temples, on the back of your neck in the abdomen or just diffuse it or breathe it indirectly like these people did. All right, so bergamot's great for mental health. That's the big takeaway from that. But we are going to cover a couple other things that it's great for as well. And, of course, some of these are going to be a little redundant and overlapping with some other oils. Perhaps the second most famous thing that bergamot is famous for is just it helps with digestion. Now, we know that... Mint, peppermint, for example, is another great one for digestion. Ginger, even though we're not covering herbs or roots right now, is another great one for digestion. And there's others, certainly. But bergamot's been known, especially in Chinese medicine for millennia, to be great for digestion. 
And what it does, it's known to stimulate digestive juices and it has soothing properties that can help aid with digestion. And some people even believe, if you go to India, the Ayurvedic doctors and the Chinese doctors as well, that believe that bergamot can be used to fight food poisoning because bergamot does have an antimicrobial or antibacterial property. So if you want to help with digestion or if you want to help regulate your appetite, just put a couple of drops on directly on your stomach and it gets absorbed that way. Another benefit of bergamot oil is that it helps with the skin, similar to a lot of the other oils that we've covered here uh, before. But bergamot's great to get rid of scars and marks on the skin and skin irritations. You can use it to fight uh, eczema and psoriasis, similar to sandalwood and cedarwood from previous episodes. So that helps as well. And you can apply it directly to the area, just a couple of drops, where you ever have the, the skin flare up. And uh, that will work well. Or, of course, you can always put it in a bath and uh, get a little bergamot. And bergamot's great. Uh, for a bath. I remember Katie used to do that, put some bergamot in the bathtub, and it, it just has that natural, like, perfumey odor, right? Which makes sense. It's got that little fruity odor going. So that's another benefit. So it's great for your skin. Another thing it can do is that it can boost your oral health. Bergamot is one of those that you can put in your mouth, similar to peppermint, similar to rosemary. And it can help with oral health and just in general issues with your oral microbiome. And so it can help protect your teeth from developing cavities because of its antimicrobial abilities. And it can help fight against and stymie tooth decay. And it can also help kind of neutralize the acids that destroy your tooth enamel, especially if you're eating too many sweets. So it's an effective tool for oral stuff. Just put a couple of drops onto your teeth or add one drop to your toothpaste. And that's a good thing that you can do. just brush it up. Now you can find some bergamot toothpaste. Now I have Tom's of Maine's. That's the, that's the kind of natural fluoride-free toothpaste that I use. And I have seen, I believe, a bergamot one. If not, maybe I'm getting it mixed up with um, sandalwood. But... No, I think I have seen a bergamot-infused toothpaste. So that's another thing that you can use. It's great for that. Also fights respiratory conditions, as with a lot of them, similar to eucalyptus. It can be useful in battling the cold, and it's a natural home remedy for cough. So again, for that one, you more want to diffuse it or just inhale it directly. It can help lower your cholesterol naturally. There was a six-month study involving 80 people that sought to measure the beneficial effects of bergamot extract on cholesterol levels. And researchers found that when a bergamot-derived extract was given to people for six months, it lowered their total cholesterol levels, their triglyceride levels, and their LDL cholesterol levels, as well as increasing the good cholesterol, the HDL cholesterol. So this is good news. There's other ways to lower cholesterol that are naturopathic we we know that cinnamon cinnamon has a great effect on that and i hope to do a cinnamon oil or a cinnamon uh, i guess spice when we get to the herbs 
because cinnamon is one of the gold standards, if you don't know this already, of uh, kind of natural biohacking. Dark chocolate, blueberries, these are all great for a little cholesterol, um, apple cider vinegar. There's a lot of things that help with lower cholesterol, but bergamot's one of them. Just a few more here, because I try to keep these podcasts under 20 minutes, although I'm not always successful. Uh, as I've, I've previously alluded to, but bergamot's great as an antimicrobial agent. In particular, it's shown very successful results against particular bacteria like Campylobacter jejuni, which is found in your small intestines, E. coli, Listeria, which unfortunately you see in a lot of outbreaks, Bacillus cereus and staph. So it's really good also for, and those are all bacteria, and it's really good for fungal infections like candida. Candida is probably the most common fungal infection. You see that um, in the vagina. You see it typically for thrush, and which is in the tongue. So th- for this reason, you see bergamot used in some skin soaps. We've talked about how it's great for your skin. And so you see it kind of infused with that. And if you want to use it to fight infections, again, it kind of depends where the infection is. Uh, but you can apply a couple of drops in the affected area. It's also known for to be a good analgesic, which is helping with pain. And it's also known to help with lowering blood pressure. But we're, we're going to cover some other oils that are kind of more known to help with the blood pressure. The last thing I do want to mention is a kind of a do-it-yourself around the house saying that doesn't have to do with your body. Of course, you can put bergamot oil in a spray bottle with vinegar and soap and clean with it because it is a good antimicrobial. I personally probably would spray with more with tea tree or a mixture of tea tree and lavender, depending on what kind of odor you want. Of course, another classic would be lemon. A lot of people like to clean with lemon because of that citrusy flavor, and it's also another great antimicrobial. Uh, but what you can do with it, of course, you can clean with bergamot if you like, but it's a great natural deodorant because, as I mentioned, it's a great antifungal, and it's really effective against pathogenic bacteria. So it makes sense that in addition to using it on skin issues and skin infections, we can use it as a natural deodorant. So as I've mentioned in previous episodes, making a natural deodorant is not hard at all. You can just put a couple of drops of bergamot to your already deodorant that you have before you roll it on. You can do that. Or honestly, you know, I would just make make your own, right? Make your own. It's not hard to just get some coconut oil, some baking powder, baking soda, and a couple of drops of it. Depending on the odor, you know, bergamot, it's a little fruity. So for you guys, maybe mix in some drops some drops of cedarwood or sandalwood to kind of balance out the fruitiness. And also you can use it to make, uh, you know, a homemade cologne if you want. All right, so those are the, the main usages for bergamot. I would say the big takeaway is going to be digestive health and mental health. Mental health is a big one. So when you think of lavender... Uh, you know, lavender's got a lot of great usages, but we tend to think of it for anxiety. But when you think of bergamot, think of depression. 
alleviating depression, minor depression, mood issues, and anxiety. That's the big takeaway I want you to have for this one. And also just know that bergamot is related to orange. And we, we don't have an episode yet on orange oil, sweet orange oil, but we already have one on lemon. But it's interesting to know that I didn't know that, that bergamot was a combo of the two. Katie probably knew that. But I did not, and I like to admit when I don't know some things. So the last thing is bergamot is typically seen as safe when added to food and applied topically in very small amounts. Now, the only proviso that I would mention is when exposure to sun. So you need to be careful. In general, I would leave bergamot in a dark place. You probably keep all your oils in a dark place. But definitely bergamot needs to be kept in a dark area because it will lose its efficacy when exposed uh, to sun. So keep it in a dark place. And then when you apply it to the skin, you don't necessarily need a carrier oil for bergamot. You can use a carrier oil. It wouldn't hurt. Uh, but if you're only going to put a couple of drops, you know, of course, test it on your own skin because everybody's different. But you can apply it directly to the skin. Just try not to be out in the sun. Okay, And also, just be careful in general around the children as always because they might think it's a little shot of five-hour energy and they can ingest it directly. And look, putting a couple of drops in your mouth and drinking bergamot is one thing, but drinking the whole bottle, as you know, oils are extremely potent. They're the most potent part of a plant and it can kill you. So be very, very careful with that. Alright guys, that's it for today. Please, as always, hit the subscribe button for Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary and tell others about this podcast. It would mean a lot to us. Also, check out Holistic Health News, which is our flagship podcast stream. We typically release an episode or two a week. If you've noticed here at Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary, we've kind of released uh, several in a row because I just want to get Season 2 going and add more to the arsenal to help you guys out. As always, you can message me at Albert Gregory on Facebook or follow us at Holistic News Now on Twitter and Instagram. And last thing is please post a review for this podcast stream and Holistic Health News. And if you got nothing better to do for Confessions of an Obi's Child, go check that out. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.